ice stage. Stop. Everybody, good day, good day. Whether we're catching you in the beginning of your day, when you're getting up, having your coffee, your breakfast, getting the day started, doing some exercise, getting that blood pumping, or we're catching you halfway through your day when you're getting through some stuff, maybe some trials, tribulations, some blessings, maybe God has helped you about a few times, but overall, getting through that midday madness. Or getting you at the end of your day when you're having your dinner, spending time with your family, kind of just relaxing and coming down off a very long day, trying to be productive and do and having a full day. However, we're catching you right now. You are now tuned in to the Blue Book, presented to you by Seabrip Ministries, and hosted by your boy Blue. Get unified. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, insanity, insanity, with cause. That is the statement right now, cause. Okay? Right now in this nation, in cities, all around the nation, there is a cause people are up to here with abuse of power up to here it don't matter your national background or your ethnic background yes it was a white man that took the life of a black man that sparked this but this is hundreds of years of just injustice in that particular moment broke the camel's back that's it now to the millennials and the young are coming out saying we take this no more it didn't work then we've had peacemakers we had others revolutionaries try to change things but now millennials of all nationalities are coming out saying this ends this really ends and it only can get worse because until there is justice until the right thing is done you will not have peace not that there's peace before but there has to be a change Okay, and it is extremely sad that it had to get to this point for people to listen. Now, God wants you as a child to obey authority wants you to look up to those who he put 
in charge of your life. Okay? The message of today is obey your parents. It doesn't make a difference if they're bad or good people. Obviously, when you get to an age where you understand right and wrong, you're going to be very careful. Did I listen to my parents all the time? No. You have to have a level of accountability on both sides. Your parents are just there to do two things. Take care of your living and take care of your shortcomings or failures. Okay? Because a failure is harder to bounce back from without support than a victory. Yes, you want people to, people, your parents or whoever, to be happy that you have conquered or accomplished something. But when you fall and you fail, that's where your parent is the most effective. Because your parent steps in and informs you that getting in the failure mode is a feeling that you have to experience in order to know where that's coming from. If you never failed, you would never know that. But you have to listen and obey. Okay? So, today, we're going to be in Colossians, the book of Colossians. It's the New Testament. The book of Colossians, we're going to be in the third chapter, in verse 20. Okay? Colossians, third chapter, verse 20. Okay? So, however you get your Bible, whether it's on the computer, whether it's on your handheld, or whether it's the book itself. However you get your, your, your Bible, let's open it up. Open it up to the book of Colossians. Okay? New Testament. Colossians. 3. 20. Okay? Now, before we get into the Word, we always pray over our food. Spiritual food, like we do our natural food. Pray over it. Because we want God to do what God's going to do. Okay? Father... We thank you, Father, and we ask you right now. We thank you right now, Father, for letting us open the word up and read your word. We ask right now for the Holy Spirit to come down into the word for us to comprehend, articulate, and understand what you want us to know in this word, in this message. Father, lead us, guide us, and direct us in your way and in your word. Let the Holy Spirit flow. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So, what does Colossians 3.20 mean? About to find out. <clears throat> this passage is a set of specific instructions to those living in Christian homes. Okay, so if you're not in a Christian home, theoretically, this doesn't truly apply to you because you don't live by the Lord. So you're not going to receive this. That's what that means. 
Paul's recent words have addressed wives, which means a wife. That's in Colossians 3, 6, 3.18. Okay? And husbands. That's in Colossians 3.19. <clears throat> Here, he instructs children with a relatively broad concept. It means it's big. Relatively broad. Big concept. Children are given one overarching command obedience okay the following this follows the teachings of honoring one's parents found in the Ten Commandments and that's obviously in Exodus 20:12 and Ephesians 6 1 through 3 it also represents the universal Christian teaching of living with love and respect toward one another so when you obey or listen it's a form of love and respect and we're not talking about, okay, don't misunderstand this. We're not talking about parents who, who do evil stuff and you're supposed to just obey them regardless. God doesn't want you doing that either. So don't misunderstand this as being okay for all across the board. We already know you're supposed to honor your mother and father. That doesn't mean you're going to go out there and, and hang someone, you know, or shoot somebody for them. That's not honoring them. That's being just ridiculous. We're talking about people who live in a Christian home or a home that's led by God and we're talking about a home that has morality not immorality okay because you can't teach Christian principles in an immoral house because it's not going to be listened to they're not going to even pay attention to it okay so it has to be in a right setting okay and when you're obeying or listening teaching or hearing and you're doing it for your parents you're loving them okay it's like you do for Jesus or for God you show your love by listening and by worshiping and by listening. Obviously, you're not going to worship your parents. That's not what I'm telling you to do. But what I'm saying is obedience is love. Okay? Paul reminds children that obedience to their parents is pleasing to God, which means this makes them happy. When you when you, when you you listen to your parents and you do what your parents tell you to do in a Christian environment, you please the God. He has already noted, noted that all things are to be done for God's glory. Colossians 3.17 so, <clears throat> we're talking about a two-way street here, okay? Parents need to do it in a godly way, teach in a godly way. Some people are like, well, you know, I don't, there's no book on parenting. Yes, there's a book on parenting. We're opening it up right now. This is the book on parenting right here, okay? Whatever version you may have, this is the book of parenting. It tells you everything you need to know. If you raise your child up in the ways of God, you're already doing the right thing. I don't understand people say, oh, well, I don't have the book on teaching of how, 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 to, how to be a good parent. It's right there. Teaching. Just seeking you'll find. And you notice, every time this blue book's open, this blue book's open. I don't close this thing when I'm on the blue book. Why? Because this thing is the instruction manual. I am just helping you understand this thing. Whatever version you may be in. Okay. This is the blue book right here. This is the blue book of life. Alright. Listen to me. This is the blue book. This is the instruction manual of life. The parenting. How to raise a child right. How to be a good parent. All that stuff is in this. simple. It really is.
This includes how a child obeys his parent, his or her parents. Jesus set an example by being submissive to his human parents. Luke 2:51. You think Jesus wasn't submissive to Mary and Joseph? Of course he was. He listened to them. He was raised by them. He listened. He was the example. As well as as well as to the will of his heavenly father, Matthew 6.10. Disobedience to parents was considered sinful. That's in Romans 1.30 and 2 Timothy 3.2. Let me explain something to you. Okay? Because this is a confusion that people have constantly with this. Okay? Complete confusion with this. Okay? This is where this has to be understood on a third-person perspective. Okay? The, the, the way that it's put, as well as the Heavenly Father, okay, blah, 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 blah. Disobedience to parents was considered sinful. Considered. Okay? It depends on the disobedience. It depends on a lot of factors. This isn't just a clear-cut freaking, I'm just disobedient so I'm sinful. No. Scratch that. That's not what this is meaning. This considered. You look at disobedience of a, a power to be of sinful nature. Because in order to disobey, disobey an order or a guideline means you're going against what that person feels is the right thing to do. If your parents are godly parents and they're telling you don't do that and you do it, it's considered a sinful thing. Why? Because your parents are godly people. They're not going to lead you wrong. They're not going to do something that's going to get you hurt. And if they tell you don't go that route, you go that route, you sinned. You don't even have to understand. It's the it's the it's it's the disobedience of a correct a correct Christian move that makes it a sin. It's not because it's just sin across the board. You have to be more specific about it. There's a lot of people out there who just don't comprehend the understanding of 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 of, of, of biblical principle. That's the problem. You take one thing and you jump all over it like, oh well, that has to mean that. No, it doesn't have to mean that. This isn't always black and white. Okay, it's written in black and white. But that doesn't mean it's always in black and white. That's why there's a Holy Spirit. If you guys don't understand that already. There is a Holy Spirit that comes inside this Bible that helps you comprehend and articulate and formulate what is said in this thing. You read it black and white, you're going to get all kinds of confusion going on because it says things that, that the Spirit only can tell you. Do you see how valuable the Holy Spirit is? It comprehends it for you. It breaks it down for you. That's the reason why the Holy Spirit is so important. That's why the Holy Spirit has to be in houses. That's why the Holy Spirit has to be in your lives. Because without the Holy Spirit, there's no discernment. Do you guys understand that? The discernment factor is why the Holy Spirit is so important. It dis You get discretion. You get power. It's like throwing a regular DVD in a Blu-ray player. Yes, you get the other work, but it's not going to be what a DVD, a Blu-ray can do for you. 
A Blu-ray is like crystal clear picture. A DVD, yeah, it'll work, but it's not going to give you what you want. It's like putting regular gas into a Ferrari. Huh, good luck on that one. It'll go, but it's not going to go like it needs to go. Salvation and God's power through you does not work as well without the Holy Spirit. Just like the Word of God. So when you talk about disobedience being sinful, you have to break it down into bits and pieces. You have to understand the scenario in which you're talking. You're not talking about a family who's corrupted, dad's doing his thing, mom's doing her thing, and you don't diso you disobey them and it's sinful. They have to know what the heck they're doing too. It's not just about just the kid not doing the thing. If the parents are not godly parents and they're and they're going out doing all kinds of you gotta use discernment on this. If you if you minister this this word, because honestly it could drive you into a serious wall. Disobedience is sinful in a godly cohabitant. Do you understand that? Disobedience in a godly home is lack of cohabitant. They well, I had a godly home and kids still ran away because a kid wants to break away. Now, get this. You say you have a godly home. You say you have a God home, a Jesus home, a Holy Spirit home. Really, do you? Is any part of your home religious? Well, maybe in the walls. I ain't talking about walls. I'm talking about you. Is your structure of your home religious? Can't do this, can't do that, can't do this, can you do that, can't do this. I was talking about this with somebody today. About language, about how to speak to people. And how there are different languages over different scenarios. For instance, if you're in the hood, there is a language for them. If you're in the more haves neighborhood, there's a language for them. You're not gonna go, hey, what up, dog? What's your cracker, dog? In their neighborhood, look at you like you're a weirdo. You don't go in the hood going, how's it going, sir? How are you doing? Very good to meet you. Look at you like you're weird, because you're speaking different languages. It ain't this. Maybe the English context, but it's different languages. It's like when you use foul language. Okay, we call it foul because it's not forthcoming. It's fragrant. Okay, but some of those foul words, or what they call swears, curses, whatever, some of those are actual words of different countries. We just consider it though because of the sting it brings. It brings attention. Okay. You could have a pantry virus sticker on a, on a CD and it say mature content. That's not cursing this show. That means that the content in which you're hearing the story is going to be graphic. Or you have explicit language, which means there is definitely use, use, of, use of colorful language. What's colorful language? Can you define it? Oh, it's, uh, it's corrupt communication that doesn't edify the mind. 
That could be just plain English that can corrupt the mind. You could kill someone to tell them, hey, you sorry carcass you. You have no business in this place. You are a pathetic waste of life. I don't have the cursor that can bring you down. That is corrupt communication. It doesn't say anything about swear words in the, in the Bible. Why? Why does it talk about swear words? About? Because there wasn't different languages like we have now. There might be different tribal languages. There might be different things going on within the same perimeter of land. But there wasn't Spanish and, and all that stuff back when Jesus walked to earth. We didn't have cultural differences back then. One piece of land, center of Jerusalem, spread. And then all of it started going crazy. So, they didn't have to speak about curse words. Don't curse. Not, not, not in the Bible. Curse, do not curse is not in the Bible. Do not use foul language, may I put. Excuse me. Do not use foul language. Do not swear words. Do what swearing is. Swearing is promising. Swearing, same word. I swear to you. I swear. I promise. So when you swear words, what are those? It's the wrong context. Cursing. Cursing is telling someone and putting a spell on them. That's a curse. So what is the context? Wrong context again. Swearing, cursing wrong context using foul language there is no real there is no real base word for telling someone about their language of words that are not appropriate okay because those words may be another language we just are not thinking about that when we're doing it I mean, people have said before no, excuse my French, because French have a lot of loose words. The Bible says, let no corrupt communication. That could be anything that doesn't line up with God. You understand that? Okay? And that's a bunny trail. Way off. Uh, but we're talking about sinful stuff. Okay? That's in Romans 1.30 and 2 Timothy 3.2. Okay? Obedience to one's parents is the biblical explanation, uh, exa examination for children in the Christian homes. Ephesians 6 1. Again, Christian home, listen. I will listen and obey to every word you say. Jesus, my heart belongs to you. Does this make sense? It should make sense. Okay. So let's get in the Word. Colossians 3.20 Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is the pleasing to God. When you tell someone to obey everything, they're going to reverse. Human nature is reverse what you've done. Okay. Human nature says, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to not do. I'm going to do what I want to do. Tell me to sit down, I'm going to stand up. Tell me to sit, so tell me to stand up, I'll sit down. Because human nature, or is a fallen man, 
is to reject reject instruction. To reject instruction. So when I say to you, children, obey your parents in everything, for this is pleasing to God. One, a child, you really don't care about God too much. So you can't put the child all of a sudden snap it into it. You can take them to Bible school and all that stuff, or you know, Bible kids, children's children school, whatever. Nothing wrong with it. God, but child, children ain't thinking about God. Thinking about going out and playing in the play yard with their friends. Thinking about going to school. Thinking about all the stuff a little kid thinks about. Alright? Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is pleasing to God, pleasing to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Pleasing to the Lord. Pleasing to the Lord. Draw some other versions, see what we got going on here. Okay, NIV says, children, obey your parents in everything, for it pleases the Lord. ESV version says, children, obey your parents in everything, for it pleases the Lord. KJV, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. NASB says, children, be obedient to your parents at all times, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. NLT, children, always obey your parents, for it's pleasing to the Lord. CSB, obey your parents, children. And everything for is pleasing to the same thing over and over again. All those versions. Okay. Hmm. The Waymouth New Testament. Children, be obedient to your parents in everything you do. It is a right. It is, it is what is right for Christians. All right. Talking about a Crowley Holmes. Maybe that's what it's talking about. Everything says pretty much the same thing. One-liners. Okay. Most versions are saying the same thing. If we don't happen to go through your version, this is something different than what I'm getting here, please email us, 8lu8ok at gmail.com, and let us know what version of the Bible you got so I can add it to our list of Bibles that we go through. Okay. Okay, now in conclusion to all this. In this chapter, Paul gives clear instructions to Christians about living with living out faith in Christ. Since believers have been saved by Christ, they should not participate in the sins which trap unbelievers. We should know better. Sexual immorality, jealousy, slander, 
and revenge are not to be part of a Christian's life. Okay. Instead, believers ought to de demonstrate compassion, humility, patience, and forgiveness. Above all, followers of Christ should show love. Paul also gives specific instructions for those living in Christian homes, including husbands, wives, children, and servants. Obey your parents. So obey them. It's more important for someone to listen and obey than not to and deal with the consequences. Whether it's God, whether it's Jesus, whether the Holy Spirit, or whether it is your parents themselves. When you're dealt in a right circumstance with a Christian home, you will know the difference. When you're not, you're not going to know the difference. Simple as that. Really that simple. Oh. It is holy cow hot and I'm sweating to sit in here. Ugh. Father, we thank you. We thank you for a wonderful word. We thank you for the knowledge. We ask you to have this word just heard by people around the world and that they know that God is with them. Let the children today know that they got to be submissive to instruction. They got to be listening to their parents. Regardless of how good or bad it is, you still listen in honor. And we thank you, Father, for the message today. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Take out our website, umolv.com, Unity Radio, Inspiring Sounds, Urban Artistry. Check it out. You'll love it. umolv.com. Fear, respect God, follow Jesus, and let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a rushing river. Until next time. Until next time. And until next time. <laughs> Jesus. Strong. To the sofa with, we'll never stop, we'll never quit, we'll never drop until the set is finished. We'll never stop, we'll never quit, we'll never drop until it's over with. We'll never stop, we'll never quit, we'll never drop until the set is finished. Yeah. Yeah. Thought that was it, right? Thought I was gonna quit, didn't you? I ain't gonna stop until the set is finished.